How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. You know, I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It's the one with the thumb going up. Because when you hit the one going up, that means your life's going up. Yep. And you get fireworks. And you get fireworks. <laughs> trust me, when you click it, just trust me. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. See the fireworks? There's a reason why YouTube put fireworks there. Yes. For you. So enjoy them. Enjoy them. Take it in. Click it once. Unclick it. Click it again. See the fireworks two times. Do it three times. Leave it clicked. Then leave it clicked. Yeah. If you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys are going to see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week, and we're talking about it this week. Guys, this week, it's going to be crazy. We have a lot of mind-boggling stuff. Woo! I'm going to talk about some of the craziest morbid thoughts. Oh. And obviously, we're going to have our theories and yeah, movie story or whatever you call it. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be good. So let's get into it. I saw this video on Instagram. And basically, have you ever thought about this? And let's all talk about this collectively. Okay. So we know in Star Wars, right, we see Jedis. Yeah. They use lightsabers. Right. They also have the Force, yeah, right? They do. The Jedis they use do. the Force a lot. One thing that they can do is they can manipulate objects, right? Like with their hand. Right. With through the mind. Force. Yeah. With, the, yeah. with their mind. Yeah. And my whole thing is, and I saw this, I forgot the creator's name, but I saw this on okay. Instagram. <laughs> and she was talking about how, why don't Jedis just use the Force uh -huh. to deactivate their opponent's lightsaber? You ever think about that? Wait a second. Everybody, okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. Whoa. Why don't they do that? No, I know. That's that's the whole like Right, if they're fighting, what if you just use the force to turn it off? You win. Well, yeah, I mean, when you look at Jedi's, right? Look at Yoda and how he's able to like hold huge objects with the force. Yeah. You're telling me he can't just click a button <laughs> to turn it off? Like could you imagine like you're about to like you're about you're like fighting, you guys are both like you know, like they're just on it. You know, yeah. They're just both like right there. Right. On each other's lightsaber. That is. Uh, it sounds bad. <laughs> but right. They're right on it. Right. Yeah. 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 And they're like, you know, looking at each other like, oh, I'm going to get you. Right. right? But why do they just take off one hand off the lightsaber and just go. Whoop, you know? That is true. And then, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I did see something. So when they're fighting, right, you would think like you would kind of just swing at someone, swing at them. Yeah. Turn it off so they miss and then turn it back on so you stab them. Right. Oh, I never thought of that move. But that's actually an unwritten like rule that you're not supposed to do in lightsaber fighting. Like actually, like Jedi yeah, aren't Star supposed Wars to do world. that in Star Wars world. You're not supposed to fight like that. So you're saying like when they're you're about to swing at someone, you deactivate it because they're gonna try to block it. Yeah. And then you just put it up to the, their like chest and you just turn it back on. Right. Because they're expecting you to hit the to clash, right? So if you turn it on, it goes through. And then now you could just... We need to see that in live action. We need to yeah. see a, a bad Jedi do that. But see, like, it's crazy that you're... I always thought of that. Like, why don't they just turn it off and, like, fake him out and just kill him? But it's like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. It's like fighting dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. There's another, like, mind-boggling, like, thought. Okay. What if you're a villain, okay? You're someone's arch nemesis. They're a villain in their story. Okay, everyone uh -huh. has a story. Yeah. And what if you're the villain in someone else's story that motivates them and makes them want to, like, prevail in life? And you're oh. the reason why. Like, you're, like, <laughs> in their eyes, you're Darth Sidious. And you don't even know. Oh, that's dark. Oh, that's scary. Because it's, like, 
yeah what if you are the reason they're so like i don't know that, yeah, oh, just, that's a weird thought maybe you it was like a really loud room and you just didn't hear someone and they're like calling your name and you're like just don't you don't think anything of it oh my god but in their eyes they think you're just ignoring them and they're like all their life they're like screw daniel <laughs> he's like the villain he's the reason why we're gonna win in life gosh that is dark to think about because you it makes you wonder right like out of everyone you've interacted with could you be their villain right it's the whole tony stark effect like how for everyone who doesn't know, like Tony Stark is responsible for a lot of bad things in the MCU, right? He created Vulture indirectly. Indirectly, yes. He created a bunch of villains. Killian. Killian. He created Ultron. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. He, he did a lot. And he also upset Thanos. That is true. By nuking his army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting how Tony Stark was doing all these good things, but while doing all these good things, he accidentally created some bad things. Yeah. But he didn't mean to. But that, I mean, that's the whole point, right? It's like, what happens if you are actually doing things that you think is great, right? You think you're doing like you're helping the community, but maybe someone out there is like, doesn't like you for that. You right. know? Like, like, or you, something, some mistake happens and like it ruins someone else's life and you have no idea. Yeah. I feel like that happens a lot though. Because, right, you'll technically really never know, but I feel like it happens a lot. Yeah. I agree. Because like there's times, right? As, as human beings, there's always like miscommunication, misunderstandings, and you think you could be like so good to someone, and then it turns out they're like, yeah. I hate that guy, or I hate, I hate her. Even think about how people interpret texts, right? Yes. Text messages. I agree. One, you could send it one way, but the other person could read it a different way. Yeah, I agree. And that's why like voice memos, everybody, voice text is the way to go. Yeah. Because that way... Your words can't be misunderstood as bad. Right, right. You got to throw in some emojis, so, some emotion. <laughs> yeah. You can't just send a straight text. No. And end it with a period. Ooh, oh, yeah. Period. When you, end, when you end it with a period. I saw this thing. When you end your text messages with a period, people take it as more aggressive. Oh, interesting. So they could think that it's like, whoa, why are you saying it like that? Even though you're just ending a sentence. Yeah. It's so interesting how, like, in school, we're, we're, like, taught a certain way to write, like, grammar. Yeah. Everything's, like, a certain way, structure, right? Right. Then we get into this new world of, like, texting and stuff. And, obviously, it is not <laughs> it the All that same. goes out the window. Don't use a period, right? Because that's, like, saying, like, I'll see you there, period. Right? <laughs> that means, like, bro, we might fight or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Guys, comment if, you, if, if what we're saying makes sense. But I feel like... We can all relate to when we text people, you, you're thinking about how you're wording things differently. It's almost, you know, we used to text for convenience, right? It's like right. an easy way to talk, but then it's almost like more effort now to send a text message. Like for me, I'd rather just hop on a phone call. Yeah. Just like honestly, save myself the stress, you know, <laughs> from like something going wrong. Yeah. Cause that happens so often. So often you're, you, you like, you send the person a text message, then they come up to you in person. Like, dude, why'd you say that to me? Yeah. It's like, what do you, why, why do I say what? Like, say, period. <laughs> I'll see you there. Have a good day. Have a good day, period. <laughs> oh, dude, okay, that's a good example. Yeah. Right? Because it could be taken totally two right, different it ways. Be like, have a great day. <laughs> have a great day. Or it could be, have a great day. <laughs> you know what I mean? You better. You're good at that. Better have a good day because I hit that period on it. Okay, there's another thought I have. Okay. okay. I saw this video. And it was just really weird. I don't know how to explain it. Basically, what she said was, it's weird to think about how we 
are most likely made in beds, we're born in beds, and we die in beds. Whoa. Isn't that weird? It's like a full circle thing. Oh my gosh. Made in beds? What was the next one? Um, born in beds. Made in beds, born in beds, and dies in beds. Dies in beds. Wow. And obviously that doesn't go for everyone. That's, yeah, right, right. Some people, you know, are made well, in a car, are born in a car, die in a car. <laughs> I guess there's many ways it could happen. Could right. be made on a toilet, born on a toilet, die in a bathtub, you know? It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be that way. I'm trying. <laughs> made, made on a toilet? Hey, I'm sure it happens. Oh my gosh. That is a crazy thing because it does come full circle. For majority, I feel like, majority of people. Yeah. Right? Probably I think a that's solid 70%. Yeah. 30%, I'm sure there's some funky some places. Crazy things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what about this? Um, when you look at a candle shop, right? Okay. Bunch of amazing scents, smells, right? Right. That's what candles do. Like they freshen up your house. Yeah. Brings in an aroma that makes you feel a certain way. Right. So let me ask you this. When a candle shop has a drastic emergency and the candle shop burns to the ground, okay. does it smell really good? Like, it's got to, right? I don't know. You tell me. That's the whole thought, right? It's like, when you see a candle store burn down, Yeah. does that mean it just smells really good in the area? Or is it just like maximize the scents so it just spreads throughout the city? Oh my gosh. Because we've never seen that many candles burned at one time. <laughs> I would think it smells good. But then there's a part of me was like, so when the building burns, though, that doesn't smell good. But then does the candles overtake that smell? I think it does. I think it overtakes the smell. Yeah. Because you got, then you just have like a bunch of like good smelling wax everywhere. You know? Right. But I think it go smells good. Okay. I think so, too. Comment what you think, because that's a good question. <laughs> There's another uh, really dark, morbid thought. Oh, jeez. What if, you ever think about this? You just walk by a stranger one day. Right, okay. and that could possibly be that stranger's last day. Their last gosh. could it be the last ten minutes of their life, and you just saw it. Oh my gosh! Right, or even when you see a stranger on the street, right? Right. I always this is I don't know if anybody else feels this way or like thinks this way, but say if you're like Disneyland, okay, and you see like a person with their family, like, and they have a really big family, and you're like, wow, this is the first time I've seen you in my life. Yeah, and you've lived a whole sixty years, <laughs> have like kids and grandkids. And I've never seen any of them. Isn't that weird to think about? Like, that's, it is weird there's so many people on this earth, right? Yeah. That live maybe 20 minutes away from you. Right. And you've never seen them in your life. Yeah. And like six, they're in their 60th year. And then you cross paths. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It's just weird to me. No, it is a weird thing to think about. Because I think about like, wow, you've done so much in 60 years and not once have I ever seen you. Yeah. It's crazy because when you really think about it in perspective, right? It's so crazy, like, how many, how different everyone's life is yeah. from everyone else, right? right? Obviously, you have those people that have, like, similar lives, but n nobody's life will be the same. Right. Everybody has a different story. Yeah. And when you meet someone for, the, when you see someone for the first time, you're like, wow, you have your own story, and I have never seen your story before. Yeah. It's, it is really, it's almost like, it's like a really weird realization. Yeah. It hits you all of a sudden, and you're like, 
something so simple yeah yet so complex right and it's just like wow that's life yeah now let me tell you this so you know the questions like who what where right who what where who what where who what right? where why how no no no, no. we're just oh, gonna do who, who what where, where. Okay. okay now if you take the away the w's in who what where it actually answers the question who what where because who you take out the w and who what where okay so and you replace it with t and you replace it with t it answers the question yeah so what you, that where there who i was hoping who? You were, I, I, <laughs> I was i was thinking about that for a second i don't i don't know <laughs> thou the, uh, <laughs> oh thou where art thou who thou, thou. oh yeah see that yeah because it's like, where art thou? It's like, where are you? Right. Where oh. there? Oh, yeah. That is weird what? to think about. That. And you're just replacing the W with a T. Yeah. Oh, that's weird to think about. All th- Whoa, that's like another crazy like realization. Okay, I want to talk about this. We got some crazy news this week. Oh, some news. Carl Fredrickson is going on a date. Carl Fredrickson's going on a date. That's his last name, right? Fredrickson? Fredrickson? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going on a date. Okay. They're, they're making a special, a Disney Plus special. Okay. Okay, where Carl is getting ready to go on a date ever since Ellie died. His first date. Dude, no one's going to live up to Ellie. I'm so, like, I'm like, I really want to see it, but uh-huh. I'm like, we're doing this? We're really doing that. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to replace Ellie like that. My question is, I wonder what's Carl's type. Is he going for like younger? Is he gonna go for right. older? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Brunette? Blonde? I don't know. Purple? Blue? Red? Ginger? <laughs> I mean what what are we looking at? Or, yeah, or I, maybe Yeah, I, a guy. Really, I really wonder who this person's gonna be. Cause maybe it's someone we've already seen in the Pixar universe. Or maybe it's Ellie. And it's actually a date no 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 no. whoa wait so there's a theory (laughs) so maybe carl right he's he just died and he's waking up in the afterlife right he's in heaven and he's about to see ellie for the first time no this is how they reunite as a first date but really oh it's his first date ever since ellie died right oh and he's dead now too Oh, that gave me goosebumps. I think the synopsis of the the short is like Doug, the dog, helping him prepare for the date. You it's know? a short. I think it's one of the episodes of like Doug Days. Oh, I think they're really short. Yeah, I don't know that. I haven't I haven't watched it. So possible. I mean, he may not be dead, and it's just Doug actually helping him get ready. And Carl's like having trouble, like anxiety, like nervous. And Doug's just helping him. Okay. Very, uh, you know, more Disney-like. Yeah. I just want to see who this person is because Ellie was so perfect for him. Yeah. It, I mean, she has the most iconic montage yeah. of love ever to be on an animated screen. Yeah. And I, talk, I think I talked about this in movie details, right? Okay. When you look at their house, all of Carl's stuff is like square-shaped uh-huh. on his side of the house. Like everything, like the photo frames on his side is square yeah chair is like rectangular 
because his like head's like rectangular, right? Oh wow! But then Ellie <laughs> has like a rounder head, right? So and everything on her side is round. All the photo frames are round. Her table's round. Her chair's more round. Interesting. I I would love to hear from like the director's point of view and the producers like they what was the point of that? Was yeah. it to match their head shape or? <laughs> I think know, it was to match their head shape, but also show like how I don't know just their relationship. How they had like such a cute home together. Uh huh. Oh gosh. It's good gonna, times. It's gonna break my heart. Good times. And it's coming out February tenth, I believe. So it's like Valentine's Day. Oh. Like right there. There you go, guys. Who knows what happens? Carl may <sighs> be uh finding the love of his life. Yeah. What's that one? Ninety day fiance? Is that a show? Yeah. Like Big Ed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ninety day fiance. Ninety day fiance. I need to find my Ellie. Yes. <laughs> let's just take this moment now. If no, let's not if, go. If uh, anybody knows anybody that could be a good match for Daniel, DM us, comment <laughs> your friend's name. Maybe we could have them do like an e date on the podcast. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> you was know really bad. I feel like I'm really bad at talking to girls. In my opinion, I just think I'm really bad at it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. See, see, ladies. Look, he's even but see, like, he's not I'm, good. I'm, I'm really bad with like pickup lines. Like when people like say like they want to hear like good pickup lines, I'm like, dude, I don't. I, I don't. I really wonder if like people actually like pickup lines. I was never like a pickup line guy. Because you know when people use the pickup lines they see in like movies and shows. Yeah. It's I've never seen that work. The only time I've seen a pickup line work is if it's like super cringy, like it's funny, uh huh, or it's just straight up funny. I guess I've always just been like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm like, hi, I'm Daniel. That's that's my pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, okay, moving on to verses. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> this week for verses is more kind of video games, a little bit of superheroes, a lot okay. of different, a lot of variety. Okay. Yeah. But we're we're still keeping the rule that they can use their powers and resources that they're known that they're known for. Okay. So the first one, Master Chief from Halo, versus Captain Price from Call of Duty. Master Chief from Halo versus Captain Price. Yes. Both get to use their powers, and I'm assuming both get to use their weapons. Right. Technically, they don't have powers. Okay. But they get to use their weapons? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Okay. So I, I'd give it to Master Chief. Because <laughs> one, he has like a... Doesn't he have like a shield? I guess. But you got to remember, Captain Price has what? A bulletproof vest? No, he's one of the most experienced sh- soldiers out there. Okay. Doesn't Master Chief got bulletproof armor all throughout his body? Technically, it's not bulletproof. Because technically, everybody has that armor in Halo, and you just shoot at each other, and they die. True. Ah. Mm. Mm. See, Master Chief just has better weapons. <sighs> oh, The armor may not matter that much. It has to matter. Why wear that? I guess. Why wear that heavy suit if it doesn't matter? I guess. I guess. Okay, okay. I'm just a really Would big you, Call of Duty okay, fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather have the Master Chief suit or Captain Price's bulletproof vest? The suit. Thank you. <laughs> On to the next. Guys, comment if you guys think Master Chief would win or lose. I really think it's pretty simple. I don't know. I get, yeah. Is that like a hard one? I don't know. Is it supposed to be hard? I thought it was going to be a little hard. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Mega Man versus Samus. Oh, but that's very similar. Yeah. I think uh, I know my answer. Let's think about this. Samus can do that like that flunt, that flip thing and then drop a bomb. Right. 
Mega Man can shoot things just one out of his one arm, right? Yeah. So I would give it to Samus. I would give it to Samus too. Because Samus can also fight really well without the armor. True. Yeah. We, I don't know if we've seen Mega Man without his armor. We just don't watch Mega Man. Yeah. We didn't grow up watching Mega Man. We, maybe we played the game briefly on the GameCube, but other than that, I don't have much yeah. knowledge of Mega Man. Okay. Link okay. versus Steve from Minecraft. For the meme and the culture, I'll go Steve. Yeah. No, let me tell you why Steve would win yeah, explain without. It. I don't okay? understand. Now you look at Minecraft. Okay. You got to look at, you remember, they could use resources now. Resources that they're known for. Okay. Steve has the ability to use anything in Minecraft. True. Minecraft has some crazy stuff. Okay. They have enchanted weapons. They have diamond weapons. They have TNT. Mm-hmm. I don't think Link is going to stand a chance. No. Link cannot start placing dirt in front of him and build a wall. That is true. Link cannot do that. Right? Steve is going to go all Fortnite on him. Start building yeah. the 60 tower. Yeah. Steve's winning. Steve's winning. Guys, comment if you feel Steve's going to win. I, we just got to go, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Superman versus Goku. Super Saiyan Goku. We don't watch much of Dragon Ball Z. Of Dragon Ball Z. But I think there was just a comic that was just released. Oh, and was I there? I think that Superman beat Goku in the comic. Oh. Oh, so then I think we got to But I could one. be wrong. But I think he beat Goku in the comics. Okay. It okay. just came out like a couple months ago, a Superman comic where he fought Goku. Really? And apparently Superman's stronger than ever. He's saying like he reached the power that he's never had before. Oh. In the new comic book line. So I think we got to give it Superman. Yeah, okay, yeah. In that case, we do. Because if, if it's in the comic, he wins. He wins. <laughs> okay, Kirby versus Yoshi. Kirby versus Yoshi. Yeah. I think I have my answer. Kirby can consume people's powers. Correct. But if no one that has powers is around him, then that... That does him no good because he can't suck anybody in to take their powers. True. Yoshi can stick his tongue out and hit people. Can't he suck people in and like put them in an egg? True. I think so. Yeah. I think I would go Kirby. I would go Kirby too. Because when I look at Kirby, he kind of has like that whole like Mr. Fantastic elastic thing about him. Yeah. And yeah, I think Kirby wins. Yeah, it's hard to beat the whole sucking in thing. You Taking know? the powers, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Doctor Doom versus Shazam. Gosh, Doctor Doom versus Shazam. I think... Okay, let's just go... We're going the Fox version of Doctor Doom. We're not going to go MCU comic book version. Yeah. And we're going to go against Shazam, not from the comics, but from Zachary Levi's... Right, right. Okay. Based on that, I would give it to Shazam. Yeah. But I'm sure if it was the comic book version of Doctor Doom, I'd give it to Doctor Doom comic version. Yeah. Because, I mean, Doctor Doom is supposed to be crazy. Yeah, he's supposed to be stronger than Thanos. Yeah. Or more of a menace. More of a menace. Menacing. Okay. Luke Skywalker versus Harry Potter. Ooh. Luke Skywalker versus Harry Potter. Because Luke has the Force, but Harry has magic. Yeah, it's tough. Luke has a lightsaber. Harry has a wand. But see, what's so interesting about this is that Luke may have a lightsaber, but I think the wand's more powerful than the lightsaber. Yeah. 
So I think we got to give it to Harry Potter. I I I want to say Luke, but I no, I do think Harry yeah, Potter because there's some spells that Luke wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, Harry takes it. Harry One takes point for Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's his that's his class writer school. <laughs> I think his his classification. Yeah. Okay, Sabretooth versus Venom. Sabretooth versus Venom. Oh. Just to give everyone that visual, I think we're going to go Sabretooth from X-Men Origins, yeah. not X-Men 1. No. And we're not going to comic book version. No. And we're going with Tom Hardy's Venom. Venom. Yeah. I mean, okay. It'd be kind of hard for Sabretooth to kill Venom. But it's also hard to kill Sabretooth. That is true. It's similar but, to killing Logan. Right. So technically, you would just have to try to decapitate him. Right. And Venom could make, like, swords and blades, right? So, yeah. I mean, you can't kill Venom. You really, it's hard for the, right. for Sabretooth to do it in the movie version. Yeah. So I think we got to give it to Venom. Yeah. So the last one, Joker versus Bane. Joker versus Bane. Yeah. It's one of those where you want to say Bane because he's physically bigger and stronger. Right. But you think when you bring him to like the mental side of things, yeah. Joker is crazy and he's also really smart. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Joker would outsmart Bane. Yeah. Because when, when he's able to trick Batman, that just shows you how smart he is. That is true. And Batman, yeah. Bruce Wayne, has a really, he's obviously really smart. Right. Like you shouldn't be able to trick him. So I give it to Joker. Yeah. I, think I give it to Joker too. And thank you for watching Versus. But now we're starting two sentence horror stories. Two sentence stories. The stories that will leave your mind blown. Okay, so starting off. It's okay, darling. The new babysitter is here to put you to bed, my mother said as she hugged me and smiled at the young woman behind her. I'm surprised she couldn't feel me shaking as I looked upon the face that I'd seen sitting outside my window for weeks. Oh my gosh. So it's the stalker. It's the stalker. Oh, That's gosh. the babysitter. Nice. Yes. Okay. My four-year-old son loves to jump out of bed and scare me. Unfortunately, I was holding a kitchen knife the last time he did it. What the heck? <laughs> so what, she stabbed him? Yeah. Bad parenting. <laughs> Bad parenting. <laughs> okay, so the ne- this is the next one. Time of birth, 8.45, the doctor said as he handed me my son. Time of death, 8.47, he followed up while closing my wife's eyes. That one is really sad. Yeah. We could just move on. Okay. I went to a fortune teller, and she read my future. She suddenly ran out of the building screaming, so I ran after her and stabbed her to death. What? But isn't that crazy? She, she read her future. Yeah. She knew what was going to happen, so she ran. But since she ran, it happened. Oh, my gosh. There's no escape. Yeah. My four-year-old son said he wished that people didn't have to knock. I told him about doorbells, and he asked me to install one on his window. Why? So somebody has been coming and knocking on his window. Oh, my God. Okay. In history class, our teacher wanted to show us the sound of a nuclear alarm. After the teacher stopped playing the recording, the alarm continued. Oh, my gosh. They're getting nuked. They're getting nuked. Did you see that the doomsday clock thing? Like how, you like how we have that doomsday clock and it says, like, once it hits midnight, like, we're all going to die. Wait, what is this? You never seen that? No. There's, like, a doomsday clock for the whole world. and. Every so often, the, the time starts ticking. Okay. Right? And I think, we're, I think we're like a minute away from midnight. 
Wait a second. Obviously, it's not like really a minute, but that's saying like right. we're close. Hang on a second. What the heck? What are we doing? What is that? Where is that? What do you mean, where is that? Like, where is this doomsday clock? It's like, I don't know if there's actually a physical clock, but there's a, a nonprofit organization, I believe, that started this whole doomsday clock thing. And, you know, ever since, I don't know, the 80s or whatever they started it, okay. it's been slowly ticking to midnight. And once they, they, they're claiming that when it hits midnight, you know, that's when the world's going to end. And we're like a minute on the clock away from hitting midnight. Okay, that's not weird at all. That's freaky. No, yeah. Who does that? Who in their right mind makes that? My whole thing is what information do they have to try to say that time is progressing so close to midnight when we're supposed to all be dead? Right. Oh, my gosh. But thank you for watching Two Sentence Horror Stories. Okay, we interrupt this podcast to thank our sponsor, FitBot. FitBot is the best. Yeah, I know me and Ryan have tried multiple years trying to start a New Year's resolution. Hey, we're going to work out every day this year. And every time we fail. Yes. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's true. But with FitBot, you could actually keep that resolution by making an affordable, achievable fitness plan for you. So FitBot will actually make a workout routine that's personally made for you. So it takes into account your experience, your goals, and if you have equipment or not, which is great. Because some people don't have equipment, including us. I mean, that's the dream, right? To not have to have equipment and still be able to work out. Right. So for my goals, when I was filling out the questionnaire... My goals were to gain more muscle, but also increase my strength and stamina because my stamina is absolutely horrible. But ever since starting my workouts, I do feel like I'm striving towards my goals. And what's great about FitBot, their algorithm will adjust your exercises as you progress. So creating a workout routine will never be simpler. All you do is enter your goals, enter your equipment, enter your experience, and it'll create it for you. FitBot is literally doing all the work. You just do the workouts. I really like too. it knows what muscles you're working and it knows when it needs to rest. So like this muscle is not getting enough workout. So we're going to work out that muscle more. But your other muscle is doing like a lot of work. So we need to rest it. Right. And we've all seen workout burnout where you're just doing the same exercises over and over again. It just gets super boring. But with FitBod, they're actually changing the exercises. So you don't have that burnout. So make sure you guys join FitBod and create your fitness plan for the year. And for 25% off your subscription or try the app for free, you can go to FitBod.me slash nobodies. That's F-I-T. B-O-D dot me slash nobodies. Let's get back to the podcast. Okay, so moving on, I want to talk about something different. So this is probably one of the craziest confessions. So this guy says that he accidentally got his girlfriend addicted to kissing him. What? Yeah, so this is what it says. For the past month, I've been trying to quit smoking by using nicotine mints. But this has been awesome for my girlfriend because she hates whenever I smoke around her. Over the course of the month, I have constantly had a nicotine mint in throughout the day to help battle cravings, including... Fun times. What's that supposed to mean? I think we know. So recently, I've noticed that my girlfriend has been extra lovey, constantly giving me pecs and wanting to make out. I asked her what changed since she's been a little over the top. She told me, I don't know. I just get this head rush when I kiss you and I constantly feel fidgety and anxious and the only way to stop it is to give you a kiss. Oh gosh, don't tell me. So therefore, I've come to the conclusion that I somehow transfer nicotine to her through our saliva and have accidentally gotten her addicted to it. She has now built a mental connection between kissing and the rush of nicotine. Side note, none of this was on purpose, obviously, and I don't know if I should tell her or not. Are you serious? All from those mints? Yes. All from the mints. Let's uh let's just clarify. This is not a invitation to start doing this, but Apparently, I get this. I get the science behind it. 
but that's horrible that is crazy that's why though that that's so dangerous that is so dangerous it's just amazing too like when you have those those nicotine like gum or the nicotine mints or the patches yeah it's like it's in your system too right so you could pass it along i think oh that makes sense right even if you're using the patch right because it gets in your oh yeah i don't know either but it seems like the patch is the safest way to go if you're going to be kissing someone yeah because if it's if it's like chewing it you're chewing it in your mouth it's like a candy it's yeah. like gonna be passed through oh that's so crazy though i i could assume that they're gonna be in love with each other forever yeah because i think nicotine's like <laughs> the most um like addictive substance you can have in your whole life yeah but not too long ago i also finished the show alice in borderland alice in borderland i think is a great show i know that we we're not confirmed yet if we're getting a third season yeah i don't know if we're gonna get a season three but here's why okay so at the end of alice in borderland season two we see the joker card yeah i still don't understand why they showed that so we know that the borderland is actually a place where people go between life and death and they have to play these games to fight for their life or death right but we also learn that each card has a meaning so spade cards is physical games club cards is teamwork diamonds is intelligence hearts is emotions and trust and the higher the card number the harder the game is so what's the joker supposed to represent then so the joker is actually the hardest game of all because we see at the end everyone is suffering from their injuries in the real world but we also see throughout the show that some people like the borderlands because they hate their real world life so much because it's like super hard it does seem like all the characters do have pretty dark backstories right and that's why the joker is considered the hardest game because living life in the real world is the hardest game that anyone could play and that's why when we see at the end all the players return to the real world that's why we see the joker card because life is the hardest because life is a combination of all the games they played it's physical intelligence mental emotional it's all that yeah it does seem like there's a lot that goes on in this in the show where it's testing the person not just physically right it makes them like it divides them right yeah because each game is classified right it's classified in each category now when you go into real life all those classifications come together, uh-huh. right? Life is full of physical stuff, mental stuff, emotional, all that. It's all into one. That's why it's the hardest game to play. That makes a lot of sense that it would be the hardest game. Right, and that's why they show everyone having such a hard life because life is hard. That's very deep. Yeah, it was really deep. When I, when I was like thinking about it, I was like, whoa. It's crazy because every like you see some people wanting to stay. Yeah. They don't want to go back. Right. It's just crazy. But also in the manga... Right, the Joker is actually the game ruler. He's actually like a being that made Borderland. And he, he thought, I think this is the way it goes, he thought that people should have a second chance when they die. So he created these games that if you die in the games, you die in real life. But if you win the games, you get to have your life back. So do you think the Joker will be revealed in the show? I think that was his reveal. I think the card was his reveal. Like the game is over. Now you have to live the hardest game. I think that was the ending. I don't know if they're if they have a season three. I don't know if it's gonna be like a new story or like I don't know. Dang, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. That that's like the reveal. Like, hey, this is it. Now you partake in like the hardest game you can, and you're free to go. Because I mean, they have to live life with all those injuries. Right. That's not gonna be an easy life. No. I also want to talk about another tangled theory, and it's another one about mother gothel mother gothel the mysterious the evil yeah strange (laughs) (laughs) 
So there's an insane theory on who Mother Gothel actually is. Well, she's supposed to be Meg from Hercules, right? Well, there's another theory that Mother Gothel is actually the evil queen from Snow White, but there's actually crazy evidence behind this one. Wait, so how is that possible? So when you look at the evil queen and Mother Gothel, they actually look really similar in their old form. And at the end of Snow White, we see the evil queen fall off the cliff. But the movie rule is, if you don't see a body, then they're not dead. But what's even crazier, Entangled, Mother Gothel finds the magic flower at the bottom of a cliff, almost as if it's the evil queen that fell off the cliff and she's now finding the flower at the bottom. And they're literally both wearing black cloaks. Okay, I mean, that is pretty weird. Yeah, and the evil queen and Mother Gothel are crazy about looking young and beautiful all the time. And when you look at Mother Gothel's knife, it's actually the same knife that the evil queen uses in Snow White. And apparently both stories actually take place in Germany. And we know that the evil queen is obsessed with poison apples. And in Rapunzel's tower entangled, you see a poison apple drawn on like the staircase. Okay, so back up. They actually have the same knife. Yeah, and entangled when Mother Gothel turns back into her old version, when you look at her hands, they look exactly the same as the evil queen's hands. Okay, this actually might be true. There's too many similarities. Right, it's kind of crazy. There's so many similarities. Okay. I don't know how they found this out, but apparently both stories take place in Germany. And the movie rule. Okay, the movie rule is if you don't see the body, they're not gone. They're coming back. You're right. I mean, it just seems like it would be Snow White's, like, the you know, the queen. Yeah. Because, like, it's so it fits her agenda. It fits what she's trying to accomplish. Exactly. And she falls off a cliff. And apparently, like, just somehow, Mother Gothel finds the flower at the bottom of a cliff in yeah, Germany. That's true. That is good. Right? That is pretty good. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. But I think we all need to applaud, okay, The Last of Us. Applaud. This show has been absolutely amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Hands down. <laughs> amazing. It is so good. So good. <laughs> no, it's actually really good. Like, seriously. You know, it's amazing how a show that's based on a video game, and you know the story, you know how it's going to go down, but it still manages to surprise you and pull you in and, like, takes you on a road that you didn't expect, and it's just so well done Yeah, that it's it's essentially like a remake, right? Because, like, right. you know the story, you've experienced it, but now you're experiencing the same thing, but it feels new, and it feels refreshing, and it feels like... Wow, I didn't know this part of the... You know what I mean? I didn't remember this. Yeah, like even episode three, right? It's so... They kind of change the story a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But it gives so much more backstory. Yeah, that seems like the ongoing trend, right? They're continuing to further the lore of The Last of Us, making it even better. Right, but did you know The Last of Us is happening in real life? What do you mean it's happening in real life? So in The Last of Us, the show and the video game, we see that the infection is caused by cordyceps, which is actually a fungus that takes over the human brain and turns them into zombies. Right. And scientists say this is impossible because the human body temperature is just too high for cordyceps to live inside of us. But new reports have come out saying that deadly fungi could now be getting stronger and spreading throughout the U.S. What do you mean by stronger? So researchers are saying since temperatures are rising, they tested a fungus called cryptococcus and they found it was stronger in the higher temperatures. So they're saying that since temperatures are rising, the fungus could start getting stronger and start using humans as their host and infect us. Are you being serious right now? This is like a real thing? Yeah, and deaths from fungal infections have been increasing and apparently cryptococcus actually causes 110,000 deaths per year because it attacks the brain and a doctor said that fungus is now everywhere because of spores so it's like in our house in the air we breathe it's literally everywhere dude that is so scary to think about that this is all happening like the last of us one of the scariest video games growing up i remember like playing that game and i was yeah. like oh my gosh could you imagine if this ever happened to be honest 
I didn't know Cordyceps was a real thing when I played the game. Same. I mean, I thought it's a fictional game. You think it's not real. Yeah, it's a video game. You don't think that they're going to do something like that. But it's real. Like, Cordyceps is actually something that takes over ants and spiders right now. It takes over their brain and controls them. Like, they literally have no control over their body. And that's what happens to the infected. Exactly. But what's crazy is if it's, you know, going from ants to different animals, I mean, to different insects, right? Mm -hmm. It could make its way possibly to... The human. Yeah, so what they're saying is since temperatures are rising, they're saying they're going to start to adapt and get stronger that way. So they're going to get used to the hot temperatures, right? Because we've seen animals adapt to certain situations, right. right? So when they adapt, they could start moving to animals, right? Cryptococcus. They, that's the one they tested and they said like it was more active in the hot uh, weather. Dude, enough. This is crazy. It's yeah. getting too much. Keeping the mood a little bit scary gotta talk about some scary stories now it's the spooky time of the year so this is why you should never let other people use your phone wait why not so there was a mother that just got a new phone and the night she got it her son asked her if he could play some games on her phone she said okay just make sure you don't call anyone so the kid ran off and went to go play with it okay but it started to get late in the night and she decided to put her son to bed but she went to his room and he wasn't there so she started running around the house looking for him but it turns out he was just in her bed sleeping with her phone in his hand so she decided to look at what he was doing on the phone and he was just playing games taking pictures so she thought there was nothing weird going on but when she was deleting the pictures that he was taking the most recent picture that was taken on the phone was actually a selfie but the selfie was actually a picture of her son sleeping and in the corner of the screen you could actually see like a lady that was with him taking the picture what yeah so on the side of the screen you could literally see the lady oh my gosh what the heck that's freaky right yeah what is that but what's even scarier another lady was home alone and experienced the same thing how does she experience the same thing what like another photo situation where the person's like a lady seen in there so what happened was this lady was home alone and she was going to bed and every night she puts her cell phone under the pillow next to her and apparently when she woke up she checked her phone and all these photos were on her phone and one of the photos was a selfie of her sleeping and you could see that her arms were on her side so it couldn't have been her so someone else was in her house and took the picture of her who's taking the photo they never found out who's ne taking the photo they never found out how do they not find out i don't know i don't get why it's just like a sliver of the face the lady that lady's creepy man it's like it doesn't even look human just like that it just went away after that just like that they'll never know what happened dude that's crazy that it's on camera yeah oh poor kid how traumatizing yeah maybe he doesn't know yeah i don't think i would tell the kid and then he's just like mom why don't you tell me i see her every night <laughs> oh <my laughs> gosh. okay so moving on this is a crazy story it needs to be talked about because Ooh. this it is it's a really sad story but it's also i think important to spread like bring to light it's an older story okay but uh it needs to be revisited well let's revisit it then do you know the dark story about the mom and the son who got trapped in a shed no so the story starts off with this mom and her son and they live in this very small shed there's like a toilet there's a small kitchen and there's like this really small bed that they both share there's no windows in the shed. There's only this huge skylight like above them. And there's only one door and this door remains locked and you have to have a special code to be able to open it. Do they have the code or are they locked in there? So the mom's name is Joy and she's 24 years old and she has a five-year-old son named Jack. And basically Jack's only known the room as his whole life, his whole world because he's never been outside. He's only been in that room. What? Yeah, because the reason why is because Joy was captured seven years ago and she's been living in this shed. And Jack, her son, is the result of the abuse from her abductor. Oh gosh. Yeah, and the only entertainment Jack has is this old TV that, like, really doesn't work very well. So every morning, Jack wakes up, and he goes up to his wardrobe, and goes, like, hi, wardrobe. 
high chair, high sink, because that's all Jack knows. Jack's never met anybody besides his mom and the captor, so he has no one else to talk to. And they call the abductor Old Nick. Okay, this guy's disgusting. Yeah, so all this time, Old Nick has locked them in this shed, and Old Nick will, like, occasionally get them groceries and get them clothes and, like, deliver it to them. And on Jack's fifth birthday, he got them supplies to make a cake, so they start baking a cake for Jack's birthday. And this makes Jack really happy because they are never given, like, special treats or, like, special things like this. But later that day, Joy accidentally burns some toast that she's cooking, and she starts panicking because she knows that the old Nick's gonna get really upset at her. And sure enough, Nick walks into the room super upset at her and trying to fight her. And after they fight, Nick reveals to her that he lost his job, so he's going to be no longer able to provide as much food and resources for them because he has no money. Dude, just let him out of there. So the next day when Joy wakes up, she notices that the room is super cold, and she notices that the heater is no longer working. And she starts to think about how if this keeps happening, she's not going to be able to survive the cold. Both of them are going to die in there. So she starts to try to develop a plan. So what she does is she gets a pan, puts some boiling hot water in there, and gets a towel and pours some of the water on the towel. And she puts the towel on Jack's forehead to make it really warm. And she's trying to make it look like Jack is really sick and has a fever, and that's why his forehead's so hot. So later that night, old Nick walked into the room and Joy starts yelling at him like, hey, we got to help Jack. He's really sick. He has a fever. And old Nick touches his head. And he's like, oh my gosh, he is really hot. I'll help him tomorrow. And Joy's like, no, you got to help him now. You got to send him to the hospital. And old Nick refuses and just leaves him there. Are you kidding me? So the next day, Joy has a new plan. And this time she's going to put Jack and tell him to pretend to be dead. And she puts him in this rug. What? So Joy teaches Jack how to get out of the rug, like how to roll and shimmy his way out. And when he gets out, she tells him the first person you see you run and get help. So later that day, old Nick walks in and Joy's like, Jack is dead. He's dead. He like died from sickness and from being so cold. And old Nick's like so shocked. And Joyce just tells him, don't you dare look at my son. You put us through so much. The last thing I want you to do is look at his face when he's dead. So Nick grabs the rug and puts it in his car and starts driving. So when the car hits its first stop, Jack rolls out of the rug and jumps off and starts trying to find someone to help him. But before he can get away, old Nick finds him and starts trying to get him. Oh no. So old Nick tries to grab Jack, but there's a man in the distance that sees him like, hey sir, what are you doing? Like, don't take that kid. And Jack's like, help me, help me, help me. And the guy's like, I'm gonna call the police. And then old Nick finally realized like, I better stop. So he lets Jack go and he just takes off. Wait, so what's gonna happen to Joy? So the police come and Jack starts talking to the police and the police are like, where's your mom? Like. Who are you? And Jack has no idea where she is because he has no idea where this room or the shed is. All he knows is what's inside. So all he tells the police is she's in the room. She's in the room. Well, I guess this is his first time talking to someone other than his mom. So eventually the police are able to figure out like where Joy is based on like Jack's descriptions. And they're able to go to the room and find Joy and they rescue her. And basically the entire story then becomes this whole thing about trying to regain like normalcy. Right? Because for the last seven years, they've been stuck in this shed. And just the trauma of having to live like that. You see how Jack has to learn how to use the stairs. Because all his life, he's never had to use the stairs, right? Because in the room is just one floor. And having to understand the, like, the idea of like your muscles, like being able to raise your foot and then raise your next foot to climb up the stairs, he had no idea how to do that. And you see how he's starting to try to learn like social skills, understand how to deal with people. But you could see the challenges he faced from all this trauma for like the five years he's been in that shed. Dude, this is really sad. Yeah, and when you think about it, Joy is 24 years old. She was captured at 17 years old. So she was forced to have to like regain like normalcy and understand like how society works now because she was so damaged from the seven years that she was stuck and you start to see the struggles they both face deal with joy's parents now and joy's parents not wanting to necessarily deal with jack and like you see how joy has to go to therapy and get separated from jack and what it shows is joy did everything she could to try to get jack out of the room and when they get out of the shed 
Jack is the one to really help Joy like regain normalcy and try to help her cope with everything. So you see how like the mom helped the son and how the son is helping the mom. Dude, that's a really sad story. Dude, it's horrible. It's a horror. I mean, it's it's super sad. And the reason why she got captured huh. was because the guy went up to her and said like, hey, can you help my sick dog? And she chose to try to help the dog. But the dog wasn't even real. Are you kidding me? And that's how she got captured. Let's let's move on. That's so sad. All right, this next part of the podcast is called Whose Side You On, where Leia talks about a real-life story, and we have to figure out who's right and who's wrong. And it's going to get juicy. So here comes Leia. Woo, Leia. Whose Side You On? Is the writer wrong or right? Would I be wrong if I asked my boyfriend to unfollow OnlyFans girls on his social media? Ooh. Hmm. My 27 female boyfriend, 36 male, follows a lot of internet influencers who have OnlyFans accounts. I have raised my concerns in the past and I got called toxic for asking him to unfollow such accounts. Our romantic life has dried up a bit, but I do try to instigate things and get excuses like he's bloated from food or he doesn't want to come to bed yet because he wants to game. I just don't really know what else to say. I'm hurt and I have expressed my feelings in the past and he continues to do it. Maybe he's, you know, just scoping out trying to learn their business strategy let's hope that <laughs> we're not talking like one or two girls though there are hundreds he follows am i wrong to ask him to unfollow these accounts whose side do you want okay i think from my perspective i would feel hurt because i don't know i just feel like girls like like to compare themselves well, it, to like other people too it's like emotionally cheating on yeah her so i would mm. i mean he's wrong like she's like physically and like all those things it's you like, know? like you're revealing a lot of stuff on like only fans so it's like what is he doing it's not like he's like friends with them yeah and there's <laughs> hundreds there's like hundreds. i'm just supporting my friend yeah yeah no. no and i'm sure there's a lot of guys watching this right now that's like saying screw you ryan like shut up but i feel like yeah he's probably yeah he's in the wrong yes so the girl's not wrong. Girl's not wrong. But hey, there's two sides to every story. Yep. Maybe there's a reason why he's wanting to follow them. Maybe. Because, hey, maybe his job is content related, maybe, and he needs to figure out how to make. Maybe Sorry, he dude, has I, an OnlyFans. I, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe he has an OnlyFans. He needs to see what competition's doing. Look at what people like. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to save you, but I, I, I really can't. <laughs> All right, whose side do you want? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for not telling my wife that her best friend kissed me? Ooh. What? Oh, boy. I feel like it's always like the best friend that gets involved. <laughs> All do right. better. <laughs> Two weeks ago, my wife's best friend, Alex, who lives out of state, came to visit us. We used to live in it's the same city. And <laughs> the three of us spend a lot of time together. We were all fresh out of college in a new city and lots of dear times that we had. She was a really big part of our early marriage. Saturday night, we went out for dinner, and the girls got a bit tipsy before we headed home. They both went to bed, and I went back to the kitchen to do some tidying up. About half an hour later, Alex came into the kitchen looking for a midnight snack. I popped some frozen cookie dough in the oven, and we chatted while they baked. Things really felt just like old times again. I got up to check the cookies, and when I turned back around, Alex was standing there and put her hands on my neck and kissed me. Oh my gosh. She told me that in another life, I would be hers, but that she was just happy to know me. She said she loves my wife like a sister and would never hurt her, but she just needed to tell me this. I said, uh, I think you should go to bed. <laughs> the next day, she acted like nothing ever happened, and I began to wonder how drunk she was. 
Then before she left the following Monday, she asked if I was going to tell my wife, but I just said, I'm leaving it up to you, but we will never be alone like that again. I don't have the heart to tell my wife, and I know Alex is serious about not wanting to hurt her. My heart just feels broken right now for the both of them. Am I wrong for making Alex tell my wife and not me? Whose side do you want? Ooh. Ooh, that's a rough one. <laughs> uh, what is, what's your initial uh, thoughts? I feel like if I was the wife and the husband was just, like, telling me, regardless of, like, who made the move first, yeah. I would still be hurt. Right. Because that's just, like, what? <laughs> it takes two to tango. <laughs> yeah. Like, even though, like, she obviously, like, went for it. Um, but I don't know how I feel about, like, him not telling her and him making the best friend tell the wife. Because he is a beep <laughs> with a P. Well, I just feel like you should just be honest no matter what. And, like, yes, the truth hurts, but, yeah, like, I would, I would want the truth instead of this, like, lagging on forever and, like, no one's, like, telling me and I have no idea what's going on. Do you, you know? think that maybe the husband led Alex on in some regard? Yeah, could have. I mean, what because best they friend's were, just going to kiss someone? Because they were, like, alone, too, and, like, they were talking and whatever, and it was late. But who knows what their history is either? Yeah. Like, I mean, they are all really close. But they're drunk, but, right? Yeah. So. so. They need to eat a Snickers bar because not, you're not <laughs> you when you're hungry. I, uh, I think well, the husband's wrong. He, like, he practically cheated on her in a way because yeah. he, somewhere down the line or somewhere, Something he went led wrong. Alex <laughs> to believe that he's open to getting kissed. Yeah. Maybe they kissed before. Yeah. Or it could just be that. Alex like has always had a crush on this dude and her best friend stole her from him and that's what yeah, happened. So that is true. <laughs> this is where I'm at. It's like the husband's wrong for not telling the wife. Mm -hmm. Right. But maybe the husband's not wrong for getting kissed because yeah. someone could grab your face and kiss you. Oh yeah. And you forcefully. Yeah. So it's, and it seemed like it was forceful. So yeah, on Alex's part, that was definitely wrong. You so. know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do something a little different here. I think the husband's not wrong. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. We don't know. Yeah. But I think based on this information, the husband's only wrong for not telling the wife sooner. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what are you gonna do? Someone tries to grab your face, you have your back to them, and all of a sudden someone grabs you and just, I know, like, like you? he turned his back and then she grabbed his neck and then kissed him, so Right. Yeah. So So he's I not wrong, he's but not I think wrong. he should tell her right away. Yeah. So Yeah. In that part he's wrong. Do better. <laughs> Communicate. Come on. Love each other. <laughs> don't drink. <laughs> all right, Leia, thank you very much. All right, guys, if you made it this far on the podcast, thank you so much for watching. And if you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. Comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. And have an amazing rest of your weekend. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok. And we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll see you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.